Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Joining me this evening is former Mayo captain Diane O'Hara and we are delighted to have Sligo captain Jackie Mulligan as our guest this evening. So welcome ladies. Thank you very much. We had a great weekend of football with the league semi-finals down for decision. Lots of action, plenty to talk about. So we'll go through each division and Diane, Division 1 first. Galway defeated Donegal in Longford um, on Saturday while Cork had an extra time win over Dublin in the other semi-final. Lots of goals in that game, lots of action as well. Nicole Owens sent the game into extra time. She was the girl that scored the decisive goal last year in the semi-final against Galway. But unfortunately, Dublin just couldn't do it in extra time and it was Cork who ran out. Winners? Yeah, like, um, I mean, Sonny Gall got into the game, I think, um, against Galway. I think that they did know that it was going to be up against them and Galway are really coming into form and the Leonards are flying it as usual. Um, and they're they're getting stronger as the league has gone on. But you know, Donegal, I think they started incredibly strong, and then a couple of injuries crept into it, and they've lost a couple of players, and they've had a few blows with with injuries. But you know, I I think that uh, Donegal will use the time now to rebuild for championship, and they'll use this time wisely, no doubt. Um, Galway again looking very strong. The Dublin and Cork game, what a game! Yeah. Like I mean, you know, I'm just you know, you'd nearly be wishing you were still playing after watching it. It was just. End to end, non-stop. It was fast, free-flowing. Um, you know, heavy hits going in. It was, it was just an incredible exhibition of football. Really, really enjoyable. Um, great scores off each end. Um, and a lot of like stars not being named to start through injury and whatnot on both sides. Um, but I think uh, Cork thoroughly deserved it. They were patient. They held the ball really well. Um, you know, and Dublin seemed to sit really deep, which invited Cork to hold possession in the dying minutes of uh, injury time and extra time. So, it's a couple of strange things there, but I have to say, Cork were very composed, and it's going to be some final. And I, I do believe, I, I think as well, as good and all as Galway have been doing, I think they'll be up against it with that Cork squad. Yeah, because Cork are actually finding form. Jackie, your game was on before the Galway game yesterday. Did you get to uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy it? Uh, we actually didn't, uh, just by the time we do a cooler now, and yeah. we're obviously getting ready for a league final in two weeks' time, and then you get in and you get showered, it was half time by the time we got out of dress room. So, unfortunately, we just got to see a little bit of when we're travelling back in the bus for our food in Carrick and Shannon. Uh, but no, we didn't get to see it actually there at the venue itself. But just like from what I heard, it, you know, um, we were absolutely flying. And I would have played with some of those girls on the Connick squad over the years. And like they're great ambassadors for the game. And the positivity and even the professionalism that they bring, you know, it's just absolutely superb. And it was great to see uh, Galway getting through as well. Like Trina Connolly would have been our goalkeeper with Sligo for a good few years. And she's now the goalkeeping coach. So it's nice to see when you have an invested interest in the county and yeah. they're doing well. And the thing about it is, Galway, with the heartbreak last year, of losing that semi-final because they were in so much control of the Dublin game last year and as I said that goal with Nicole Owens so it was great for them and fair play to them you know for coming back this year and actually making that final Yeah it's absolutely superb I got to see that game today and it was a cracking game of football you know sometimes the upper divisions are known for like the low scoring yeah. but like this weekend produced a massive piece of football so it was great to see and the extra time probably unfortunate for Cork like that I did go to extra time like they were lucky to lose yeah. that ball there at the end but showed true character that they've shown for many years now so they're to come back and get over the line just by the minimum of margin Yeah and they know how to do it Diane Division 2 carried a fine win over Armagh while goals in the second half proved to be the difference in Banagher as Waterford defeated Cavan and Cavan were hoping to make the third final in a row 
Yeah, um, that was a bit of a surprise. And Michelle Ryan, you know, like she's on the yeah. lead programme with us actually as well. She scored three goals. Goals, today. yeah. I mean, she can't be stopped. Um, and I'd say she caused awful havoc for the entire match. And it's a great result for Watford. You know, they've had a couple of years where they've been rebuilding and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and this is a big, big success for them to get into a final and have the potential to um, advance to Division 1. Then from a Kerry and her math perspective, um, an unbelievable um, turnaround from Kerry and Louise Murherty again just on form she scored 1-6 again and you know she's an incredibly reliable player she really comes up trumps all the time for them um, so it's going to be an interesting final um, it'll be interesting who's going to take certain players and you know the full back lines on each, on each um, team are going to be really well thought out I'd imagine very disappointing for Cavan though you would have, you would have you know, you've seen the progress that they've been making yeah. throughout, the, throughout the league. You would, you know, you, you would have probably tipped them maybe potentially before it to have beaten Waterford. But it just shows how strong Waterford are getting towards the stage. Yeah, Jackie, last year, Calvin, you know, were beaten in the final by Tipperary. And, you know, there was a few decisions there. And for them, they wants to get back there again. But, you know, Waterford's some win for them. Yeah, it's absolutely superb. Like, we would have met with Waterford in Division 3 yeah. we actually beat them in the 2015 league final and then they went on and won it themselves in 2016 and just seemed to have made very steady progress yeah. you know in the league since then like to get to the Division 2 final three years later like you know it just says the work that's been done in the county it was great to see and like Cavan like Ashim Doonan there has been superb for them all year so to be able to hold her off and then basically uh, Michelle Ryan step up with the goals like it just made for a great game you know, a superb score, like 513 scored at is the massive piece for any team. It is. We're going to go to Division 3, and uh, this is the one that matters for you, Jackie. A very good win for yourselves against your Connacht rivals, uh, Russ Common, while Meade defeated um, a dogged Longford side in the other semi-final. For yourselves, I suppose, at the start of the year, was it getting, first of all, to a league semi-final? Yeah, almost definitely. Like We sat down at the beginning of the year with a new management you know, the top four was what we were aiming for. And, like, we would have had two bad games to start off with and then we travelled down and that's basically where our league campaign kicked off. So, um, we had five wins in the top then and then we met Roscommon again. And we've met Roscommon on average twice a year, you know, for the last number of years. So, from that point of view, we'd know each other inside out. You know, the matchups are nearly decided at this stage. So, like, the first half was... No tip for that, and then the second half, I suppose, the major turning point for us in the game was when uh, we got the penalty and it just steadied the chip, it allowed us to go four points up, and we never really looked back from that then. I thought you were going to say your point, Jackie, was the major turning point in the game. <laughs> she's <laughs> no, modest, Diane, she is, she's modest. Uh, those things now are so rare, Diane, I don't even talk about them. Just even watching, just even watching your board, um, congratulations on that, I think, being. Being captain and leading your team, as you said, to one objective, but you had your sights on uh, reaching a final as well and winning that. I think that was, it must be a big honour for you as well to have um, been given fair of match as well. And scoring. I mean, that definitely was the icing on the cake for you as well. Yeah, no, it was great. Like, at the end of the day, you want to be in the league final. It takes us much closer to the championship. Like, we meet late from the week after a league final. So it means you don't have that lapse during the year so it keeps competitive games and it keeps players on the toes and it also keeps players fighting for their place in the team and their place in the squad so for us it's a win-win 
yesterday. Yeah, I remember talking to Endish Erdin, the long-term manager, and he was saying that, you know, their main objective obviously was getting to a league semi-final, but he was saying that, you know, championship is always the focus and having them extra few weeks with a league semi-final of having a competitive game, of having good good training sessions with intensity. Me, even now, you're meeting in the final. Um, Emma Duggan, I thought yesterday, was just immense for them. Vicky Wall, we know Vicky Wall and Stacey Grimes can do. They scored the goal, but I was very impressed with Emma Duggan. Longford scored 3-10, which in other days would win a game, Diane. But unfortunately... Um, they didn't, you know, their keeper, Meath keeper, Monica McGurk, made a couple of great saves in the first half to deny Longford. And I think if they'd gotten them few goals, they could have rattled Meath. But Meath knew how to do it, knew how to steady the game and everything. Um, they're a very good side. Yeah, you'd probably say that the, the Meath full back line, um, I mean, Monica McGurk is probably one of the best keepers yeah. in the country. She's absolutely top class. Um, and to score three goals on her from a Longford point of view, you know, they had to have been well placed, well worked, taken quickly. And, you know, for Longford, from watching them throughout the whole of the league campaign, scoring 3-10 against Mead, who we have pretty much tipped, you know, from the very, very start. Yeah. And there's no disrespect whatsoever yes, to, the, um, to any other teams in it. But it's it's looking at, it's how strong they were. Like, this is a senior team a couple of years ago, you know, and, um, you know, they're, they're down intermediate or whatever, and they're in all Ireland finals, so... Really, everything was in their favour. But for Longford to have come from where they've come from, to score three ten against um, against Mead and three goals, probably Mead will probably look at I'd say their full back line. But um, again, Emma Duggan, Denise, as you as oh. you mentioned, she is one of the best players I've probably ever seen. And um, you know, she was out in Dunboyne when I was out there. She was with Mead. Um, she was part of that under sixteen team with Mead that actually beat Dublin um, in under sixteen final. And then you're looking at the likes of Stacey Grimes, yeah, um, Kelsey Nesbitt, the two walls. Emma yeah, Rice, yeah. So, so many you can mention. Um, and, you know, like we're talking about all these names and all these players who are up on the leader scoring board and so on and so forth. And, but then you look at the positive that Longford can take out of the league. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, the intermediate championship is going to be, going to be very interesting and incredibly, uh, competitive because all these teams now have time to sit back have a bit of a look at you know where they need to go um, you know now that they're not in a final as such so give them extra time as well like but there is a plus for them too on that Jackie you know what me are like and as myself and Diane have said they're a fantastic team but I suppose you probably will take heart from the fact that Longford were able to score 3-10 against them yeah that's very true um, you know it was 3-10 uh, as they said is a respectable score yeah. and my win Manny's another yeah. game um you know, from that point of view, but like me, they were fantastic outfit. Yeah. We would have played them. Actually, it ended up being our second game. It should have been our first game, but it was postponed because of the weather. And they came down and they racked up a huge score against yeah. us. And they really put us on the back foot and they made us ask a lot of questions of ourselves as a unit after that game in Glunacool. Um, and Vicky Wall wasn't actually even playing that day with them, so that was a huge plus. And they've had her back as well. And Stacey Grimes, like she's my leader, and like you're looking at a 16 year old to come on and just play with such open football and just fearless and basically in her attack and the scores that she's taken. Yeah. So it's fantastic for them. And it, like, by the sounds of it, you know, to have a scoreline like that, I'd say it was an exceptional game of football for any supporter they're watching. Oh, it was, an, it was a fantastic game of football. It was not one dirty sky. It was just everything that football is all about. And I was lucky then, we're going to talk about Division 4. Um, I got to see much of the Fermanagh game. Fermanagh were down by nine points at half time. 
they started the second half so well and I was going, you know, they're so positive, are they going to do this? I thought Limerick were very negative, you know, they kind of sat back on the nine point lead and credit to Fermanagh, you know, to come back and and to beat Limerick. And I have to say, anyone that was in Killygad yesterday really got their money's worth. Two fantastic games of football. Antrim then had a good win over Loud. So when you look at that, Jackie, Fermanagh and, and Antrim, I don't think many people expected them to be in the Division 4 final. <laughs> No, definitely not. A lot of people, and that's probably going from the championship yeah. last year, would have tipped Limerick. Limerick and Louth, yeah. But, you know, the Ulster teams, like when we've travelled and played Fermanagh, you know, a couple of times, and all those Ulster teams, they will never say die attitude, and they can make a game very physical, and they can really take their opponents on. So I think it makes for a very exciting Division 4 final um, to see two Ulster sides competing, and their final is actually on the same day as us. So yeah. should make for a great game of football now in Division 4. Yeah, Diane, you know, great win, fair play to Fermanagh, they showed real heart and character to come back from 9.7 at halftime. Yeah, and, um, you know, Emer Smith scored 112 then, you know, like she's she's one player that scored, you know, a massive amount of the scores for Fermanagh. And it shows, I mean, I know myself when I was with Down that Fermanagh have always had... Really Good footballers, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they, again, you know, what we're discussing, like it's teams that have patience and they make the right decision. Um, and hold the ball and give it well, you know. But Fermanagh, like from a, a point of view, is they just go for gold when when the opportunity is on. But they'll they'll take the point, you know, to make sure that they get something out of it. And it, they've they've really come on now in the last year. It's going to be it's you know you would have you would have expected Loud to be there, especially with how well they've been doing. Um, but it shows that Antrim are the surprise package of the division for sure. Yeah, because Antrim kind of fell off the. Um by the wayside in the last couple of years Longford beat them in the junior final a couple of years ago and they, you know they're kind of knocked a bit so I suppose for their confidence to get themselves into a Division 4 final is what they want Yeah but I think Antrim were intermediate the year before that then so it, you know but you know for them I suppose going down junior as such it just shows that they're in a rebuilding phase Yeah, and now it looks like their strategic plan is kind of coming together and uh, you know this is probably their first box the need to pick. Right, Jackie. We're we're gonna sit back and relax while we talk to you. You took a year out of football, you're back now with Sligo. Are you enjoying being back of football? Yeah, most definitely. Um it's great being back. I actually uh went travelling there for a year, took a career break from my job teaching here at Mercy College in Sligo Town and just took a year out and just decided to go around and do a world trip. Um Probably something, the ironic thing is when you're teaching and playing football, you don't really get yeah. go travelling during the summer holidays because the football feasts for an entire three months. Um, but yeah, I got back, I literally got back on a Sunday morning and I headed straight and got to play with my club in the first round of championship. So um, it was exciting to be back and then the club championship went well and then John O'Hare and David Kern came in and I got to call and ask me what the interest in going back. And being honest, I was actually very surprised uh, to get the call. But I was like, I'll give it a week or so and thought about it and then I decided, look, I'll do something then. The tank, I'll go back and see how it goes. So I went back and, you know, enjoying it mentally. Um, I think the major thing that this year is that some of the players that would have taken a year out last year have now come back from the very beginning, which we may not have had other years. Girls are coming back during the league, whereas we had our squad back, you know, before we played our first game. And then we younger players now coming up, like we would have had a great under-16 team there in 2012. And those girls are really stepping up to the plate now, like these players like Lauren Bowles, you know, Sarah Reynolds before she got into it, going great too. Um, Emma Hansberry's come back into the squad now as well. 
you know, so we have those players from that team is building up as well. And then you have minor girls coming in that's doing really well, like Michelle McNamara there, Aoife Morris, Rahul, Claire Dunn is shining through. So it's great to see those players as well. And it's adding to the excitement. And I suppose the other big thing for us this year would be that our team has changed, you know, throughout the league. Um, like I think we were looking at there the other day that maybe two players have kept their positions, you know, for the entire league campaign. So it's making for exciting stuff for management and the players that's competing for their places. The commitment for ladies football, Diane knows all about it, and yourself. That break was it something that you just really needed, not just wanted, that yeah. you needed. Yeah, I suppose um, just for, uh, the opportunity arose out there, and it just went forward. You know, the commitments are huge, but mm. at the same time, like the rewards are great too. You know, like and ladies football has become so popular now. Yeah. And, you know, the following has got great, and like you know, you look and hear podcasts, you know, on Sunday evening and. You're looking at legal getting behind it and then Facebook Live streaming our game. Yeah. Like it is really exciting to be still involved in it. You know, I, I've talked to players who's retired and actually missed the buzz of that football because that wasn't there. You know, you look back when I started playing in 2000, you didn't have that. You went away and played a game and nobody really knew what was going on. You know, if you got your piece in the paper and it was when you got to the final. Whereas now, like, you're looking at league games being streamed and it's great to be involved and have that buzz and support that's coming from people around you the networks of media. But the streaming, like Sligo, who would have thought this year that Sligo would have been involved in two games that were streamed live? Your last game against Calair was, and then obviously the semi-final. Yeah, it was great, so it was, and Joan Quinn and Ellis Kernan would have done the last game, and then yeah. Sean Henry would have done the game before that. And uh, it was actually surprising, uh, the following we got as a result of Calair game, and actually built up then for... We were watching it in Longford, the Wicklow game. We were, of course, shouting for you because it was getting Longford into a semi-final. But it was great to actually have that, instead of kind of, you know, refreshing Twitter, that you could actually watch the game there. Yeah, and, and like all over the world, you know, I have cousins in San Francisco that was tuning in yesterday to the semi-final. You know, so it's not just limited to the Republic of Ireland and there's a couple of girls that would have played on the Sligo team and immigrated to America and Australia now. and I think it's superb that they're able to follow Sligo and watch the games live when they have an opportunity to maybe travel home for them or maybe listen to it on the radio. Even from your point of view, Jackie, you know, I suppose your commitment, dedication, love for football and all the rest of it, love for Sligo because, um, you know, you'd come home for a very quick visit last summer and I met you at the Connacht final where... I think it was the first time Sligo had lost to Roscommon in a couple of years. So so not only did she go travelling around the world, Denise, but she managed to come home for a Connacht final to support um, to support Sligo. You know, probably in, in a sense wishing she was there or just thinking what she might have done differently or whatever. Like, But uh, you come back with the bang, Jackie, like that's for sure. You know, Sligo seems to have everything um, going, going well right now. You really, really do like it. The training been up and the new management coming out and it made many changes to the type of training. Yeah, I suppose you could look at that and then like things have got more professional as well. Like, you know, nutrition's come into strength and conditioning, mobility, um, and just the way players are getting treated after training, you know, you're getting fed now and you're getting responsive by Comic Gold as well and they've come on board immensely with us and just get our fourteen milk straight after training session. I noticed that uh, like I noticed product placement all right during your interview with Jerome after the game next week. Yeah, free yeah, after the smoothies, yeah, straight up afterwards. Yeah. The only way so. to go. Yeah, no, but like it has, it has come a long way, and I suppose the fact then that our team has been rotating every game, that every girl knows that if they basically put in the effort of training and you know put themselves out there, that they have the opportunity to get started because it's not been the same 15, 20 players that's been used for the league. You know, you're looking at panel, which probably panel 35, and I'd say with the exception of maybe four players, everybody has got a game in. 
Isn't that the great thing about the league, though, that, yes, you're hoping to make the league semi-final, but that you're able to give players a chance that, you know, this is the ideal preparation for a championship, and the leagues nowadays are just so competitive. Yeah, and I think the unlimited substitution is a great thing for the league. I nearly encourage it for the championship as well, because it means you're not limited to five subs, you know. Sorry, as a journalist, no, please no. I'm sorry. <laughs> but just for management, yeah. and also then for players sitting on the bench, they know that it's not going to be one, two, three, four, five, and then that's it, my chance is gone. You know, the opportunity can come for them to get on in maybe the 10th minute or maybe the last 10 minutes. So it does make for more exciting games. And probably as well for management, that opposition, they really don't know what's coming down the line in a game as well. You are a lady on many talents, as well as Gaelic football, soccer and rugby too. Has it always been Gaelic first or did you enjoy, you know, being able to play the soccer and uh, the rugby? Because you've got a, a soccer scholarship to the States as well. Yeah, I did. Um, I would actually play a lot down through the years. I would have played both side by side. Um, I suppose now the way that I'm located in Sligo Town, um, rugby in Sligo, um, there is no ladies rugby team anymore. So that probably would have dried up on that side of things. And then soccer would have been on that town. So it's really just to do with location. Um, but I have to say, I would have always play Gaelic, even when I was on soccer scholarship, I was able to come back and play Gaelic. And when I was up with the sevens, I would have still been involved with the Sligo County squad. And I purposely didn't decide to choose either of them. I was able to keep both of them going, you know. So I just really enjoy sport, and I really enjoy, like, what sport friends, not just alone, you're, you know, you're taking part, and you're keeping fit, but also the friendships you make, and just the camaraderie of people that support you along the way. It's great. Yeah. What do you think? Why was it a surprise to you, Jackie, when like they called you to come into the Sligo squad this year? Like, how would that have been a surprise, or why did you think that you might not have got a call? Um, I suppose just the fact that it was new management, and you know another manager kind of looked and said, "Look, that player is past it, but she has, you know, she's thirty-seven years of age." Um, you know, I really thought that I might have gone with younger players and gone with that approach, and also the fact that they wouldn't have seen me play at all last year, so. From that point of view, I really wasn't expecting the call. I thought that I was going to have to put myself out there if I did want to get the title. Diane, you know yourself, you've been there as a manager, that you always want players, though, that it doesn't matter really what age you are, that are professional, like yourself, Jackie, that can bring something to a team. Now, I'm talking about a men's team, uh, my local club, we have a lad, and having him there in the back line, it's just, it brings on young players. And, you know, that's exactly what the likes of you can do. You can still do your job, but also having you there is just something for young players because they're never going to guess things like that. It's the experience or style of play, unless they're playing with someone like yourself. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, point taken. Um, you know, but I, I suppose as you get older as well, your experience does count. And probably you do, you know, appreciate football more. So you probably even become more passionate. And also, you're looking out for younger players and you're trying to bring them through. And I've been very lucky as well. Like the, some of the students I would have taught in Mercy College now are coming through. Like Michelle McNamara uh, started their fullback yesterday. Michelle would have been a girl that would have started her football at Mercy College. She never kicked the football and she arrived in there. And there's another girl, Lee Kelly, and then was Lee before my home club as well in Clare Dunn. You know, so it's great having those younger players coming through and just being able to guide them and see them putting themselves out there for Sligo ladies. Actually I did. I I squandered Michelle into playing um, but she's been a great asset, you know, 
from the moment I started coaching her in first year, like she literally just took everything on board and worked her way through the development squad. And for me, it was no surprise that she came on the senior squad. And it's definitely no surprise she would have got a women's GPA scholarship there a couple of weeks ago. You know, but like she's she's a huge ambassador for her game, and her future is really really bright. What she doesn't have in height, she definitely has it in every other aspect of her game. I know you have a couple of years left playing, but coaching, you know, you do it in school. Now. Is something that you would like to go into inter-county level? Um, yeah, maybe in the future. Um, I'm lucky enough now I coach on the 14s here in school, and I'm also involved with my club squad at home. I'm taking on the 14 club team this year. So um, it's something I do enjoy, and I really like to see uh, just giving back to the club and the, yeah. and the school and those players coming on. and. You know, like we've had some great wins. Our first year squad this year is actually unbeaten. Um, you know, we would have beaten our St. College there and St. Attractus, which would be two great football schools in Sligo. Um, so just to get the enjoyment and for those girls to get that win and just that buzz about football, it's great to see. And the other side of it is, you know, what school football is doing is going to push on Sligo football and make us a better county overall. Yeah, well, you look at the counties this year, you know, with school footballs and then down to the years. If you have one particular school that is good with ladies football and where you have the girls there, that does augur well for the, the county. Yeah, you definitely can see that coming through. Um, you know, even underage, like the Clare Galway there now, you look at the Colossia uh, School and they were in two All-Ireland and then Galway's underage. You know, it's feeding into that and like we know that Galway has been absolutely brilliant at under 16 and minor yeah. level with all the titles they've collected so one does feed into the other and I suppose the other good thing is that ironically enough we've six teachers on our team you know you have Katie Walsh is in practice uh, uh, in Tubba Curry you have Sarah Reynolds is in Stranahill National School we're good with an S&A and Ransford National School you know the list goes on and on but these girls are established players that's now given it back into their schools and those girls are so fortunate they're getting top class coaching in their schools as a result of those county players teaching in their schools. Yeah, that's what's all about though, Diane, isn't it? You know, getting them started young and getting the coaching. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's it as well, you know. Um but yeah, getting the co yeah. getting the coaching, um it's all about the youngsters and you know yourself at, at under at underage, especially in clubs and that, just getting the right coaching in. Um and I've noticed now um, clubs with with youngsters um, coming on, you know, they're surely showing them how to, you know, watch themselves the bit of strength and condition, not the full blown way, but how football has just evolved. Yeah, and, you know, then on top of that, and as Jackie was saying there about the professionalism, the county players and girls that are getting good inter-county experience are going back and actually I suppose teaching the tips of the trade as such and you know, there's huge benefits. There's huge benefits in that, like, because you're going to learn something from every coach that you've ever had, and you'll probably learn all the good stuff. So, like, with that, it's it's really, you know, the more experienced player has, the probably the more they'll offer to kids. But I suppose from your point, Jack, and you're saying that there's so many young players in with Sligo, and um, you know, the worry is always about losing kids. You know, and about other sports and uh, competition with other sports and losing them to other sports. I mean, our Sligo have they got a very good development plan right now where they're really keeping these kids and they're they're teaching them really well and they're educating them. Um, there would be development squads happening and there would be you know a development plan in place and um, last year as well they would have done some really good uh, coaching workshops you know like goalkeeping and then basically bringing the coaches in and coaching them and we even had um, the Dublin ladies manager would have come in and done a workshop so there is 
positive stuff happening in a county like that. Now, as in every county, there's always room for improvement. You know, from that point of view, I would actually love to see a full-time ladies coach in Sligo. I think it would be great having them going into the schools, etc. From that point of view, because that's where I think the foundation is coming. Um, but like overall, we're pretty good at, at our development, and also Noel Gormley will be involved in the development in Sligo, and she would have worked as the Connacht development coach, so she would have the right structures, and she would have really, really good ideas on what we can do to improve Sligo football. Yeah, brilliant. Jackie, you've been playing football uh, for a while. You know, slowly but surely, you know, we mentioned the positives about the ladies' football, you know, the live streaming, you know, the the fun in this playing with legal, um, the way it's advertised, even the strength and conditioning. Did you ever think, you know, that ladies' football would reach that? No, I, I honestly didn't. Um, like, when I started playing, uh, you're looking at very, very small numbers come to games. Yeah. And when you think now in Crow Park, the, lead, or the ladies' final last year, 50,000 yeah. people. Like, I think we're only looking at about another five to ten years when Crow Park would be a sellout. Just the numbers are rising rapidly. And I think it's a great opportunity for girls and even boys to get to games and be able to support. You know, like, we looked there yesterday and there was a lot of families their support yeah. that that opportunity might not arise when they're trying to get it to a men's game and tickets are a sellout you only talk about maybe one or two people from a family get to the game so I think that's a huge plus as well you know that the support is coming in there and I suppose the big campaign the 2020 campaign now is another great initiative that's happening throughout Ireland not just in football but in every sport we're looking to increase the exposure and I suppose the other thing is we're not now limited to national media radio stations or newspapers because we're using World Wide Web to our advantage and anybody is able to advertise football in a really good, positive way. Yeah, because social media, Diane, you know, you know, it, when you were at Longford a couple of years ago, it was nothing really, you know, maybe a text at half time or something like that. But now, you know, you look at it, nearly every county has updates and you don't have to go route round going, gosh, where will I find information on this or where will I find information on that? That's just there, you know, with the touch of a button. Yeah, and I think that's where... That's where the ladies get a football association are really strong. They're educating more and more PROs. Um, you know, they're helping them with planning. They're helping them with writing reports. They're helping them and supporting them and doing workshops, as Jackie was saying there as well. They're doing workshops and everything. And I often see it advertised that there's another workshop on in Kildare or somewhere else like that. And they're leading the way. And as you say there, like you could go back four or five years three years, two years, you know, yeah. and you'd be looking for results. You'd be trying to find out what, what's the score. And now that's gone. Like, they've they've jumped to such a level now that there's an expectation so that somebody who comes into a role as a county PRO or secretary or whatever it is, they're really going to know how to do this because all of the score mechanisms are there. And, um, you know, they have their eyes kind of wide open when they're taking on the role and taking on the responsibility. Like, the sky is the limit. And as Jacqueline said, a few years time you know we might get our ticket to the ladies final you know it could be going to a point where um, it's it's going to be an absolute sellout of whatever 82,000 or whatever and that is an absolute credit but I think from my point of view everything that ladies LGFA are doing is just fantastic but it's the likes of Jackie Mulligan and all of these players out there yeah. this product as such and they're, they're putting this game out there and they're playing at such high levels and like everyone's just sitting here now wondering what we'll do for the next two weeks until the league finals are on. So, you know, that's the kind of thing like that, you know, it becomes a part of your life almost where you're just anxious to see more and more games because the quality is so good. So, you know, it's very exciting for, for all the players to be involved. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly it, Jackie, as Diane said about the quality there, because you as players are putting in the hard work and effort. So to get your names out there in the paper, to get podcasts, to get social media, to get interest there, it's only right and it's only what you deserve. Yeah, very, very true. You know, ladies football are looking now and making players household names. Yeah. It's great. And, like, I remember back to my first final of 2001, we played Tipperary in the Division 3 League final. And now we're preparing again for a Division 3 League final in 2019. And now we're talking about meet and greet with the fans. You know, that was never talked about yeah. you know, in my first League final. You know, you went up and you played a game. Now you're looking at, you know, you're wearing the correct gear, so you're looking after your sponsors. You know, Diane says you're in a product placement in yep. place. You know, and it's all about gaining the extra support, you know, that you can make, make us better players and make us a better team. You know, so it's it's really, really good and it's really, really positive to see all this happening. And I suppose when there is success as well, it does enhance yeah. it. So the efforts we're putting in a training now, you know, it's going to put Sligo ladies on a map because the better we do, the more media publicity we're going to get and the more businesses that's going to want to be involved with a winning side. Yeah, because you're always going to get your meal and your you know, your Dublin's, uh, Cork's, they're always going to get that. But um, something that I noticed, Diane, with Longford Ladies was an uh, initiative that their manager and Shirley came up with, which I thought was fantastic, was 60 seconds. I don't know if you've seen it, Jackie, but it's just 60 seconds with players. And, you know, it gets their faces out there that you're going to go, oh, God, that's Michelle Farrell or that's Ian Rahini. So it gets them there and then you know a little bit about them. And that's, I think as well, that's, you know what, um, how many old ladies have been announced. Oh, yeah, that was just... Um, you know, and like just one one point that I was kind of, that I kind of missed earlier as well is, like as Jackie was saying there, they're winning, they're doing well and, you know, sponsors are coming on board. But Jackie knows more than anyone else, um, anyone that's down in Sligo or Mayo, you know, when things aren't going as well, it's the volunteers, like it's the parents, it's the people from the clubs that spend so much time out trying to get sponsorship that have kept this show on the road for how many years you know and the success does come eventually and that's just every team that takes and trust and they do get successes and you know badgers but like there's so many volunteers and you know with every county board and club that all of these volunteers are having to work so hard to provide all of that and again the reward for them is National League final you know it's, it's those guys that you're just going to be so proud of nearly you know turning around and saying when we win this, we're going to say thanks very much for all the work you've done. And that's it. And they'll be so pleased and so happy. You know, they only ever want you to do well. Um, but, you know, that's the thing as well. Like, And as you were saying there, what Andy Sheridan did and what, um, what Peter Lee he did with Mayo, like, it's putting a face out there as well. Like, I mean, Jackie, you, I saw your um, Facebook post there during the week. Uh, you were, like, interviewed, which looks like an Amazon possible rainforest, by the way. It was really lovely, pleasant weather. But it was to ask supporters to come and support you last weekend. Do you think that had an impact? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And even the Kildare game, like that was our biggest home support we had. And because of the likes of Facebook and Twitter, that's like a ladies' county board is basically able to advertise our games. You know, so it's having a really, really good backing on that. And even just looking at the streaming game, like over a thousand people tune in today to the Cork Dublin game. And got an absolute superb game so I just think initiatives like that is making it even more and more popular and people are wanting to get involved from that point of view if they're seeing good football happening in front of them Would you have any ideas on anything that you think you know that teams could be doing that's worked well for you or something that you've yet to do that you think is a good idea um, I think Don't do podcast interviews 
I've got to take on the Mayo um, idea. I think that was unbelievable. Yeah. You know what he's done. Um, it's basically taken it from the soccer and the rugby. You know, so it, it was a great initiative. I've seen that done. You know, in other sports. So I thought that was absolutely superb. And it's something I'd love to see come into Sligo for our championship going ahead. Because being honest, the team is named on a Thursday night. So why not let the followers know what team is going to be lining out on a Saturday on a Sunday? So yeah, you could just wear jerseys with no no number and you could be just held on a file or like in a library. You know, like each person gets a profile pic taken, it's kept in a library or kept in a folder and then when the team is announced then that can just be put together hopefully. Yeah, it makes idea. it very, very simple. Yeah. Definitely. And then you get to see you get to see the players and you know the name. Yeah, because sometimes for people as well as putting the face with the name. You know, they may have heard of That's it. but they may not have the face to go with the actual name of the person. Just putting that out there in the public domain. Well, isn't it amazing? You know, we're, we're talking about these things and it's going to get even better. You've a league final now to look forward to. Um, Antrim and Fermanagh on before you, so and yourselves and a meet. Like, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. You know, we keep on saying it about the football, but can I get any better? And it does get better. A fantastic weekend of football by Maybank Holiday. Yeah, it will be great. And um, if we get onto like the weather we've got in the last two weeks. It makes for a really Do you want to play in that? Do you like playing in the? I suppose it's nice having that weather, but is it really energy sapping though? Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Now, yesterday mm. was warm, and the first half, first half was tested. But being honest, you know, playing uh, it's championship football, weather though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, there's a great plants on the ground as well, and it just makes the football that they say to move a lot, lot quicker from that point of view. And like we play a championship a week later, so you want to have that fast flowing football in a league final, and as well as that, bird sports is coming. You want to give them a superb feast. So the more scores they are, the more exciting the game gets for the supporters. Leitrim in the championship. I suppose you're delighted yourselves and Ross Common that Leitrim are back in Connacht because it was straight, it was literally, you know, you'd no matches last year. It was just the two years were in the Connacht final. Yeah, definitely. The girls would have spoken that like they wouldn't have been in any playoffs or any, um, say, finals last yeah. year for the league. So there was a huge break from yeah. the actual end of their league the Laconic final which was I think it was the 23rd 24th of June that took place in McHale Park so it's a huge break you're, you know you're looking for challenge games and some counties aren't willing to travel and also you're trying to keep girls you know the, the training intensity up girls are doing the exams so it makes it much more challenging on management and on players to keep that interest going for that six weeks so us going from one to the other makes for a really good week you know, within you say eight days we've finished our league and started a championship yeah, there's no better preparation though, is there, than having a game against Mead to prepare you for the Leitrim game? Yeah, definitely, and Mead are going to be a huge outfit, so it's definitely going to test us. Ironically enough, we're going to be looking at the same colours within eight days. So <laughs> for an interesting week. Yeah, it's going to be a big challenge as well, I think, psychologically. You know, whatever the outcome of the league final is going to be, whether you win or lose, you know, you have to, you've gone from such a high, um, you may be still on a high if you win. And then if not, you know, there's the alternative. Um, I mean, as captain then, how, you know, in your mind, will you visualise or will you just wait and see what happens and then deal with it as it happens? Or will you plan for, uh, with management or whatever the case might be as to, okay, so if this happens X and if that happens Y, how do we make sure we're ready for the next game? Championship is around the corner. Uh, I think if you're trying to visualise, you're going to have a lot of possibilities coming into the situation. So for us, we're looking at, Mead in two weeks and that's where it is we do know that a week later we have Leitrim but we haven't even talked as a team or a squad we haven't even discussed Leitrim for us we're still in our league mode and we will be until the Sunday of the Maybank Holiday weekend 
do you have a routine now, you know, to kind of, you know, do you focus on that game or are you just kind of, I want to kind of forget about football, you know, apart from training um, before a league final? Um, no, you will be focusing as a team, like, you know, we'll do our analysis on that. And then I suppose that's one thing I've found now as I've got more older, like that, you know, your preparation changes immensely. Like, you know, we've used to the Clayton Hotel, but like I'd be in the pool twice a week doing recovery uh, just to keep my body at bay. And you're just looking at nutrition and that. So it has changed a lot for me personally. You know, I'd have to be, mind myself a lot more than I would have, you know, back a couple of years, I would have gone maybe played a soccer game and then got off, get off and played a Gaelic game. So just the body isn't aimed for that anymore. So you do tend to focus, I find, as you get older. And I suppose games mean a lot more to you. If you're a young one, you're carefree. Yeah. You know, um, you know that there's loads more games coming down the line. Whereas as you move into a lot of stages of your career, you know that this might be the last league final I might ever play in. So it makes it that much more important. And I suppose I'm lucky enough that I'm not the only girl, you know, that's been there for a couple of years. So there's a lot of experienced girls in Sligo that's been there since probably 2004. A lot of the girls would have come in. So they're there and they would have the exact same thoughts as I would have going into this week final. Yeah, because, you know, I'm from Longford yourself, Sligo. So, you know, these things, they don't come around too often really for, for counties like us. So you have to grab it and you have to kind of, you know, hold it tight and, and take everything from it. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, like we would have spoken about that, Bernice Spare myself, like she would have come in in 2004. Now, the first year we got to All Ireland, we would have had 04, 05, and 06 in Club Park. And then and the quarterfinal would have meeting Monaghan and Crow Park. Yeah. Like at that stage, girls have played more times in Crow Park than they had in Marksfish Park, which is our home yeah. county, which is ironic wow. enough. And then things dried up really, really quickly. You know, we didn't have a big stage in yeah. for you know another couple of years. So it's and only now they're, those girls are really appreciating the All Ireland that they had back those years. And and we would have had great glory days back in Sligo then. So it it does make you appreciate you know no matter what age you are. When those occasions come along, you've got to embrace them and you've got to take hold of them because they may not come around again. Yeah, Diane, you you know that yourself. Um, occasions like that. You look at even you know at Longford, how many semi finals did we lose? You know, you look at players like Edel Quinn and Sharon Trace. You know, poor old Sharon was always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And now you know, then Longford got to the junior final in Crow Park, and you're thinking, do you know what? For people like that, she's missing out on her day in Crow Park. Yeah, and there's so many talented players and like I suppose that's where Jacqueline you're in a lucky position that you're still playing while that wheel is coming around again, you know, or potentially very close. And I know myself when I was with Down a couple of years ago, we just beat Sligo in an all Ireland semi final, just about in Mullingar. Um and that was you know, that was a really, really tight game and you know, from I suppose being with Down, I think, you know, it was a huge relief having won that game. But, you know, Sligo have been pulling back really, really hard over the last couple of years. And, once, you know, the new players coming in, uh, the professional setup that Jackie was saying as well. So, like, there's, you know, when I look at Longford, you just said they're like, Sharon Tracy would make any county team in the country. Probably now, if she was still playing, I don't know if she is or not. But your heart will go out to someone like that who's never had their chance, you know, to play in Co Park and to just feel what that day is like for... I guess herself and her family and all um, and you just think that like you know as you're saying there with Sligo people are now like appreciating what they had back then yeah. and everyone's the same everyone's the same you know you go into a game and everyone says you know treat it like another game but then other coaches will say no absolutely soak in every bit of energy enjoy the parade so what you would say pardon How, what would you say then if you know I, I can't tell you that unless I'm coaching your game and uh, <laughs> to another <laughs> finance 
and then I'll do. I'll oh, you're gonna come. Oh, great! Are you gonna come down to a, a training session now? You know, before one of our our Ireland blitz. But you know, would would you say that though? Too when you were in the dressing rooms, even the Division Four final or in the All Ireland final uh, with down the intermediate, you know, would you have said that to them? You know, treat as just another game, or would you have said to them, you know, girls, just take everything yeah, it is in? Another game when you're standing on the pitch and the three by the whistle and throw the ball up. Yeah. That's when you need to be bothered about it. Like nerves, you know, nerves aren't really a problem because people who are used to dealing with them, it's perfectly normal. You wouldn't want anyone to change their routine. But I would absolutely say to a team going into Co Park, enjoy it. Enjoy the parade. Enjoy waving at your family. Now, if those waves continue five, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jackie, you know what to do. Coming out. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say enjoy it. Sure, it's the event of a lifetime, nearly, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah, because even yourself now, you know, uh, in two weeks' time, Jackie, you know, leading your your county out, you know, I suppose when you come back, did you really think that um, come May Bank Holiday weekends that you would be leading Sligo out in a, in a in a league final? No, I definitely did not. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't even imagine that I'd be in the starting fifteen of a Sligo team probably last year. So it's great to get that second chance and be able to lead Sligo out. You know, I've been very fortunate as captain um, in two thousand and four. We were in All Ireland, you know, and it would have led to Sligo out in Crow Park. And then in 2010, when I was captain again, we were in the senior Connacht final against Galway. So I have been lucky that I've had those yeah. great occasions with Sligo and in the black and white jersey. But, you know, you still have to, as Diane says, you really have to enjoy them because they don't come around too often. And, like, you know, we train in depth of winter. Yeah. We train when there's nobody watching. So it's not great that we have to put on a spectacle of football and our supporters are able to get there and, you know, see us in action. On the big occasion and on the big stage. Yeah, there's just yeah, just please, something about. Oh, Sligo come out and support you guys as well. Cause yeah, that's exactly it. It's it's getting supporters out and and if they can't make it for whatever reason, you know, put on the streaming because I'm sure Jerome will be streaming them games. Put on the live streaming. Sit back and watch these ladies because if you haven't watched ladies football before, I remember in Cork in 2005 in the radio station I was working at, the lads had never watched ladies football and they sat down and uh, they watched Cork ladies win their first All-Ireland title and they were just amazed, amazed at the hits that the women were able to give, amazed at the football and you know, I, I kind of, I'm going to use the word amazed. I was amazed that guys were kind of surprised the women could play football like that. But uh, we can and, uh, you know, we we deserve, the ladies deserve every bit of credit that they do get and every bit of publicity. Jackie, I really do hope that uh, things work out for Sligo. Now that you're playing me at Longford in that Division 3 final, I would love you to um, to do well. You never know the way the championship goes. Longford and uh, Sligo can meet somewhere down the line this year. It'd be nice if we could see you in Crow Park. Yeah, it's very possible, you know, that we'll meet a lot of teams we've already yeah. been in Division 3 um, already this year. Like, you play your Connacht Championship and then you go into three or four different Yeah. Groups. So, you know, and then come out of that group, you go into your quarterfinals, semifinals. So I'd be very surprised if we don't meet like the Longford and Mead and the Roscommons along the road. You know, Roscommon and, again. <laughs> yeah, we've been, you know, knocking on the door of intermediates for yeah. a good few years. Like, we had heartbreak at quarterfinals. You did, yeah. The semifinals stages. You know, look back in that Kildare game where we went to extra time. You know, we, we had that game like, you know, the last minute in the morning court. I was going to say, and do you know what though? It was a bit like Mio because I was watching that game and, you know, it was heartbreak for Mio as well that day. It was, yes. That's, they played right after us there yeah. in 
Um, it was, was, I'm not sure if Cameron was a clone of the Breffney Parker play. Breffney is. But yeah, it was yeah. Abs- absolute heartbreak, so it was. You know, to be that close and then yet so far. And then I suppose the thing that's hurt us over the years is a lot of the time the teams have beaten us in the quarterfinals and the semi-finals. Went on. Clear the team goes on and wins All-Ireland. You know, so All-Ireland Day, you know, has been very tough for a lot of like girls. But I suppose that's the other thing is it gets you back on the road and gets you back playing and gets you back wearing that jersey with pride again the following year and you want to bring your county football on and you want to get to go back. Isn't that what, even for supporters, Jackie and Diane, you know that you go out there and, you know, you could lose and you go, oh, Jesus, that's it. And the following weekend you're out because, you know what, them people wearing that jersey, they're your club, they're your county men or women, they're representing you. I'd say there's, I'd say there's probably dozens of players every night after a loss with their commiserations evening out or whatever the case might be that decide that's it I'm retired I'm never going back and then two or three days later should they already miss it yeah. I mean I probably retired about four or five times and went back <laughs> now Jack you know what to do yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm not going to even talk about retirement yet but that's that's the that's the thing that I would say is like you know that it's the ups and downs and you know people everyone thinks that you have to have success and that's what everyone wants and whatever the case might be. But as you were saying there, it's about friendships, it's about yeah. pride, it's about family, it's about community, it's about club, it's about county. We're in colours. And that's the draw that brings you back in again. You know, so it's a great place to be in and involved in it. It's great to hear you speaking so passionately about it as well. Well, listen, Jackie, the very best of luck. And I know Sports Talk will be at both days of football, the Division 1 and Division 2. And then obviously... Uh, your final uh, against Meath and then the, the Division 4 final for Mana and Antrim in those games. Listen, thank you so much uh, Diane O'Hora for joining us this evening and Jackie Mulligan. Jackie, it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, it's, it's lovely talking to followers that have a passion for their county and a passion for what they're doing but I suppose if we didn't have the passion we wouldn't be talking to you. So until next time, Slonga Fall.